Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here we're going to be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma and support, and most importantly some of your very own personal stories. We're going to be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our well-being as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests will be able to show you you're not alone out there. These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so Mm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to Open Journal and to episode 205. I hope you're having a great week out there. We are are very much deep in the midst of December. It's mid-December. It is winter season. We have got those festive things happening and going on, uh, uh, wow, seemingly everywhere. Um, I hope you are kind of enjoying your December, enjoying that introduction to the festive period or accessing support if you need to as well. Today I have been joined by Tom the Cat, who is helping with our recording. I say helping, uh, I'm not too sure it's helping. Um, But yeah, we've not had great weather, so um, cat cuddles have been uh, a call for today. I hope, as I say, you are well, and you're looking forward to this week's episode, where we have another new guest and our final guest for 2020. Kerry's going to be joining us today. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, Kerry's recent fundraising activities um, and a really interesting way to to get people engaging with not just fundraising, but in awareness raising about mental health, about particularly we talk about suicide prevention today um, and just engaging as many people as possible in conversations. And that is I think you'll you'll know by now that's that's really at the core of of what we discuss most weeks is encouraging people to to come forward to participate in in conversations about mental health and about well-being um, whether that is kind of positive proactive and and happy uh, mental health or whether it's some of those things that we struggle with whether that's illnesses or symptoms or a range of things in between and I think the the conversation with Kerry today really brought home the different ways that that people can engage and we've had a, a number of guests i think this year that have spoken about their awareness of but not necessarily their affectedness of of certain mental health illnesses 
um, and I think it's been really positive to to see people come forward and to talk from from that sort of mindset of um, just because this hasn't or I don't feel this has severely affected me at this stage um, that doesn't mean I don't feel that this is important um, there are so many people I think you'll have remembered uh, yeah a range of different guests I, I don't I feel like I don't want to name one or two because there's been quite a few this year that have come on and spoken about their experiences their fundraising different services and products as well that are there to support everyone's well-being kind of regardless of of certain illnesses or symptoms so i think it's kind of rounded off the year really nicely in terms of uh, encouraging and engaging everyone um and hopefully providing obviously in kerry's case um a lot of fundraising for her chosen charity which was mined so really interesting to hear a bit more from her uh, as always, we're going to have links in the show notes um, to uh, some of Kerry's work. Um, the, I think there's a social media page and a fundraising page, so we'll direct you to those, and they're at the end of the episode as well. But a big thank you to Kerry for coming on, for sharing her insights and the reasons why uh, she chose to fundraise and raise awareness for mental health and particularly suicide prevention. So a big thank you to her. And to all of the guests that have come on this year, it's been an awesome year for the podcast. I think um, podcasts have meant different things to different people at different times this year. Uh, we don't have kind of the, the commuting happening, um, but we potentially have kind of a lot of in-between time. So it's been a great year for the podcast. Thank you to everyone that's listened and engaged. And I think we're going to possibly have one final episode next week uh, before we kind of wrap up for the year. Um, but thank you to, to everyone that's that's been a guest, that's shared their story and their insights this year. And as always, if you're interested in coming on in the future, if you're interested in being a guest in 2021, you can find the information on the website, which is openjournalbc.com. And I'll leave you to our conversation from a few days ago. So here is my conversation with Kerry. I hope you enjoy it and I will talk to you soon. Kerry, how has your, your last couple of days or how's the last week been for you? This last week's actually been really quite positive. Um, so I've, I'm a hugely extroverted person and the last, well, be, being shut down uh, and isolated by myself is my own personal idea of hell, to be honest. So yeah, this last week as things have opened up again, I've gone to the gym, I've been able to go to some restaurants, I've even seen some colleagues in the office. So it's been a big it's been a good week for me i've really yeah had a good time this week oh that's awesome it's it feels really <laughs> nice to hear like good news of yeah. like places are opening up and you can kind of go back out that sounds so weird to say but um yeah i feel like it feels a bit more hopeful than i'd yeah. expected yeah, um vaccine that's out it's christmas around the corner you can go and see your friends outside so yeah this week's been actually all right for me <laughs> awesome and I mean we're sitting down because of something that you've done very recently anyway mm. so I imagine there's quite a good feeling about about how that's gone and we'll come on to that but I guess just first off to hear a little bit more about you and your background and, and where the kind of the, the interest in in mental health comes from yeah absolutely so I would say I have been relatively lucky um with regard to my mental health I haven't struggled too much in the past um, with my own personal issues uh, that said this year has been 
quite a, a different um, a different story for me. Um, but I do have, you know, many, many friends and many family members as well uh, who have struggled uh, with, with mental illness uh, or continue to struggle. Um, and I guess the, the first time I really became quite keenly aware of that was when I was 16. And very sadly, my cousin, who was 20 at the time, killed herself. And I wasn't really aware of um, the mental struggles she was dealing with at the time but that kind of really opened my eyes and got me thinking about it and got me thinking about all the you know if I'd never known this about my cousin who else around me is is going through those same problems um so yeah personally I've been relatively unaffected but um yeah I'm, I take a keen interest in my, my friends and family who do unfortunately suffer I think it's really interesting you come in with with that experience I think there must have been people in the past but I feel particularly this year there seems to be many more people that are coming forward and they're being part of of campaigns or advocating for conversations that don't have kind of that personal lived experience of of illnesses or kind of high level symptoms Mm. Um, it does feel like there's a bit of a shift now in terms of that um, I don't know proactiveness or Mm. wanting to really engage and and be at the forefront of of what's happening and I think that's Mm. a real positive thing it sort of takes away some of that stigma of oh it's just for those people that are um, affected or that are ill to speak about actually this is something we should all be Mm. speaking about and to some extent being proactive about stuff that might happen to us in the future as well. Completely I think this year has been such a catalyst for that and because so many people have experienced this year with its you know, we've had social isolation health anxiety job losses grief in a lot of cases as well a lot of people have been experiencing mental health uh, issues for the very first time and maybe they've thought this is you know an alien problem that that belongs to somebody else and not myself but actually it's making everybody much more empathetic to these kinds of issues that people have faced every day for you know as, as long as as long as there have been humans on the planet so um yeah it, while, while it's obviously awful that so many people have been suffering it does give me hope that in the long run it is going to open up the conversation and it is going to make us much better uh, better able to communicate with each other and support one another as well I think so I think you pick up on a really good point of, of this year mm. and I think particularly I would say around the summertime it really felt that that mental health was kind of really at the forefront of a lot of the information that was coming out around mm. kind of COVID and, and stuff that was related to the lockdowns um I don't know so much about maybe how the services were running but in terms of just mental health being in our minds and being something that people were talking about that was really and I think it really brought home that it wasn't necessarily about people with existing illnesses although they were part of that it was really about everyone like you say like people um, having to change their work having to change their live the way they interact with people was having an impact on people and and seeing it spoken about in that um, maybe more generalized way Mm. I think was a really positive thing it's it's not always nice things to hear but it's really positive that it was at the forefront of what we were talking about when there's so many different things that you could be focusing in on that was part of the kind of the core messaging that came out Mm. yeah absolutely 
Um, you kind of briefly mentioned earlier having that experience of, I guess, being the friend or being around people that that have experienced certain struggles with mental health as well. And that's often, I suppose, where a lot of campaigns are focused nowadays, isn't it? It's on the the friend or the family member that's that's nearby and encouraging you to to listen or host conversations. Do you think um, that we are we're getting better at doing that? Um, that that is maybe something that we're encouraging more now than we have in the past, or um, has there been much change? I I definitely think there's been a huge amount of change. I think as you as you mentioned earlier, there's this stigma um, almost around um, struggling mental health, and I think one of the 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 biggest first steps that somebody can take in getting help and support is by just sharing with their nearest and dearest and that's a huge step a lot of the time and because there was that stigma there it made it that much more difficult so often the closest friends and families wouldn't be able to support because they wouldn't even know because it would be kind of hush hush and secret or then the next step once they have made that decision that they are able to share because it's not spoken about friends and family don't know how to support either but the more we talk and the more we share and the more people are you know sharing their stories with complete strangers over over twitter and over um blogcasts such as these we're able to understand different strategies different tactics and it spreads an empathetic message and yeah absolutely I think the more we talk about it the more everybody can get involved and stuck in and support. Awesome and I mean you you have definitely encouraged those conversations happening we mentioned at the beginning kind of the the activity that you've been doing recently so it'd be interesting Mm. for you to kind of introduce that to to people that maybe haven't heard about it already. Yeah absolutely Uh, so for those of you um, who aren't aware uh, a couple of weeks ago so it was actually the last Sunday of November uh, I got pretty much completely naked and I got on my bike and I cycled for 10 miles in the freezing cold around central London and the reason I did this is because I, I just wanted to create a really big impact to be honest I wanted to raise as much attention as quickly as possible to suicide prevention and I made this decision at the start of the second lockdown. So almost it was almost the day we went into the second lockdown. I decided, OK, this is going to be another really stressful period for people. Somebody I'm very close to actually did try to kill themselves three times during the first lockdown. So luckily they made it through. But I thought, well, what if nobody else has the coping strategies? What if people don't know what the signs are to look out for? This second lockdown really scares me. So, yeah, I just thought this is going to be big impactful it's going to attract a lot of attention it's going to be a good platform to get the message out there um, I've met some really amazing people over the last I think it's about a month now that I've been kind of campaigning and, and chatting to people and yeah just just hearing people's stories and seeing the kinds of um, resources that are available out there has been really inspiring so yeah that's that's what I did um, yeah raised £10,000 for mine charity as well in the process uh, yeah, it was a really, really interesting day, very cold day. But um, yeah, I'm feeling like it did a lot of good, <laughs> even though, you know, may have offended some people with the nudity. But what can you do? I think um, it just it sounded amazing when when you kind of saw some of the stuff you were doing online. And it, I've got to admit, it didn't really hit me until kind of the other day, the aspect of 
the temperature while you were doing this like I got I was like yep that's really great you're, you're kind of doing something that's going to draw attention you're sort of garnering this support um signposting raising that's all great and it was uh, yeah I think it was literally last week and I thought it is quite cold out. <laughs> oh, actually it's a bit nippy out isn't it yeah <laughs> Yeah, that aspect just hadn't quite registered in my mind. And I'm not the best person with cold either, so I think I got I got about halfway, and then my fingers just started changing colour, and I couldn't really feel them anymore. I was like, this is not good. Just got to get to the end, get to the end. Um, yeah, worth it though, definitely worth it. How did I guess kind of how did some of the plans come together? There must have been a journey in terms of having that initial idea and deciding that you really wanted to kind of raise awareness, as you say, not necessarily just mental health in around suicide prevention there's a, a process that you've gone through there to think about what my focus is going to be and what I'm going to do and, and how I'm going to do that what what was that journey like for you yeah so I mean it was it was really just drawn from my own personal experience this year so I so somebody very close to me um really struggled with with suicidal feelings during that first lockdown and I was unfortunately locked down in an in another house in another city and I felt very helpless and I couldn't do anything about it. And you just kind of had to to wait and see and be su- as supportive as you could from afar or over Zoom uh, or whatever video chat you're using. So it was seeing how much this person struggled under the new circumstances and the fear of would that happen to this person again or how many other people would this happen to? So that that's why suicide uh, prevention was was the cause I went for. And in terms of how I went about doing it, because I knew I just wanted to raise as much awareness as possible, as quickly as possible, I knew the fundraiser had to be as ridiculous as possible. So I said to my housemate, I was like, look, I want to do something big. How do I raise money? How do I how do I do this really, really quickly? And she, she just said as a, as a joke, it was just off the cuff. Why don't you get on your bike naked? And I went, that is exactly that is exactly what I'm going to do. Thank you. Thank you for that stellar idea. Um, and then, yeah, that's kind of just kind of how it happened. Have you got um, kind of something in mind in terms of, um, I guess, what you're, you kind of mentioned a little bit there, what you're hoping is going to happen because of some of that money that's raised or what's going to happen because of some of the conversations that have started because of, of what you've done? Like you say, I think particularly when we're talking about um getting naked is it is going to draw attention it is going to draw some conversations from people that potentially aren't within that mental health field Mm. that aren't involved in those conversations day to day um are you hoping that there are different things that are going to happen because of of what you've done yeah so i there's already there's already been quite significant evidence that it has worked or it is working in opening up that conversation and getting people talk that wouldn't necessarily normally talk so I've um so a few people have reached out to me some you know primary school friends that I've not spoken to in however long maybe Mm. colleagues from yesteryear maybe somebody I met at one networking event years ago and I didn't even remember them like people have seen what I've been doing and they've said you know well thank you for doing this I've been struggling myself um, and this is how I'm feeling. I've not spoken to anyone about it yet. And it's actually just a few people have come forward with their own stories or maybe they've let me know about one of their friends who unfortunately did kill themselves maybe last year or however long ago and how they've been struggling with that. So from from a personal level, 
I already feel like those conversations are happening and I'm hoping that that's kind of just a spider web that will just go further and further out and then they'll be able to speak to people. Um, so that that's kind of what I'm noticing already. Uh, in terms of people that wouldn't necessarily normally be in that mental health sphere, hopefully it will just get them thinking. Um, so maybe, you know, talking about it might be too soon for them, but just just an awareness of, of how common these issues are because men mental health issues they are common everybody has mental health it's just how healthy are you at any one point in time um, it's almost like a sliding scale of, of mental health so it's just being aware of what is being mentally healthy are you mentally healthy should you go get yourself checked up in the way you would get your physical health checked up and how are you keeping on top of your loved ones and their mental health as well so I feel like just just seeing it um, the, the topic being knocked around by people will hopefully just get these people thinking. I think so. I think it's it's really interesting the way you kind of phrase that as well of thinking about that kind of uh, whether it's a conversation or a check in or a check up or something like that. Mm. Of having that time to sit down and reflect on on how you are. Um, I think it's a, it's a conversation I've had. Uh, I'm going to say recently but that doesn't necessarily mean it wasn't six months ago um, where someone was talking about kind of the idea of, of uh, kind of workplace stress mm. um, and particularly you mentioned the locks the lockdowns this year and the, the impact that that might have had on someone's low mood and I think there are times when we maybe use different words or different phrases that mm. imply that this is is not a, an illness or certain symptoms of an illness and I think that's fine and, and that it's good to have some clarity around that but often we kind of minimize some of that and go mm. oh, it's, a, it's a bit of low mood or someone's stressed or oh, that's fine and that'll pass without actually really giving it any attention or mm. processing it and I think those are some occasions when that can build up and escalate and become a crisis at a later stage um, so really interesting that you kind of pick that up and actually it's it's kind of part of a few of the answers that you've given mm. around like lockdown has affected everyone this year in lots of different ways and actually to some extent what a good prompt mm. to say this is something that we should be speaking about and, and giving real action to on a not necessarily day-to-day -day basis but on a real regular basis you should be checking in with yourself and um, those people that are around you and seeing how you are um, you mentioned kind of like a couple of tips and ideas there as well it'd be interesting to hear if you do have things that you think um, have supported your well-being so kind of mm. regardless of that that um, symptoms or, or diagnosis of illness actually just what helps keep you happy and positive and engaged in your day-to-day -day life um conversation I have yeah just just to be uh, just just real meaningful conversation with with as, me as many people as possible anyone who will listen to me um yeah no I I really get a buzz off uh chatting to my friends and my family hearing about how their day's gone laughing with them about mine or that it's, it's definitely conversation gets me through uh, my hardest times exercise as well and it's it's been interesting do I do like to do my exercise a few times a week go to the gym obviously the gyms have been closed um but I feel like when you're in one of those you know if you're in quite a an unhappy state you're not mo motivated to do things like I mean I, I'm not motivated to tidy my room or go to the gym or even cook a nice meal 
And it's so unusual because these are things I do when I'm mentally healthy. Mm. But so just like small, like trying really hard to put those elements of the routine back into my life, that will help kickstart my mental health again so actually forcing myself to go out and do a run and then you come back and exercise is linked to increased serotonin levels so just even though I really don't feel like it sometimes it does actually help and I do feel better about myself when I when I do it if I do it um, <laughs> which reminds me I haven't been out for a run so <laughs> as a prompt mm. I think that's it's really interesting though that you mentioned though that that side of kind of when we feel good if we do it then and we don't always do it and we don't feel great um and that side of actually again it's, it's being proactive isn't it and making sure that if you can keep this up as a routine and it supports you mm. um kind of don't don't wait until you get into that um kind of crisis stage of trying to be proactive and identify the things that work for you and we've we've both mentioned the, the conversations but always sounds a little bit strange to have a conversation talking about conversations but mm um actually that's where you pick up ideas that's where you pick up tips from other people and, and go oh why don't I could try that and see if it works for me maybe it will maybe it won't but um without then, having those where are you going to get your ideas exactly and having so I've said this I've said this before but having that open dialogue with my housemates so I live in a house uh, there are four of us four girls and we all look out for each other's mental health as best we can so if I've noticed one of them is quite down, I'll be like, shall we go outside for a walk? Because we've both been working from home and I know you've not left the house for like two days now. Or maybe I'm in a real funk and then one of them will suggest, hey, let's get the yoga mat out. Let's both do some yoga together. So I think relying on your support network is so important and you can it, it will go two ways. If you give, you'll get um, and, and vice versa. And that's that's definitely um, helped me this a lot this year is is having somebody that I can help and be helped by I think um it sounds really interesting when you're talking about that side of who your support network is as well mm. um and that's going to be very different for for different people whether it's friends family colleagues acquaintances but given this year it has been really difficult to kind of interact and spend time with people in the way that we would have previously mm. um how has that been for you has it has there been kind of a crossover of the fact you live with other people and they're part of that has that worked so maybe you've not felt it as much or has it pushed you all together in a way you wouldn't have, have intended so what's interesting is I moved into this house at the beginning of Jan well, I said the end of January actually and I, I didn't know them before I'd moved in so it was a bit of a baptism of fire actually locked the first lockdown <laughs> luckily we all like each other quite a lot so that's all right but um yeah um yeah but for me I don't know I'm, I'm social interaction with as many people as possible that is what recharges my batteries and I am so lucky that I was in a house with more than just myself because I, I don't know how I would have done it otherwise um obviously everybody's different uh, I know a lot of people who are living by themselves this year and they thought well thank god I've not had to share this space with anybody else so it, it really does depend on the person um but yeah for me I could have could have had a whole whole load of new people in the house as well but I'm very lucky to have had the housemates that I've had oh that sounds ace I think that's very yeah sounds very fortunate given that short timeline yeah leading in um it was just a matter I... of weeks really and we're like right well I guess we are uh, 
in it for the long run then girls (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you might I I spoke to someone recently and they were I think they were travel they were doing some sort of um traveling Mm. they were in New Zealand I think just before the lockdown and they got like the last flight back from New Zealand to the UK Mm. and um I was like I mean, it, it probably felt like a great idea at the time. I don't know that that's really worked out for you. <laughs> um, but I think you might even best that, the fact you kind of all have moved in together mm. just with that unknown. Um, I think I've, I've heard people sort of say that it's it's been a real year for building those connections. And that's mm. something that will maybe last with people a little bit more this year. Um and it's something that maybe we haven't massively spoken about, I don't think, in regards to you'll have had such kind of an intense time with the people that you live with that Mm. I can't any of us would have had that otherwise Mm. the amount of time that we've all spent indoors um and in close quarters with people I think is actually in itself quite a novel experience to have had because even when we've not been in lockdown there have been quite high restrictions in most areas Mm. um it just has been a very different year so I suppose that's quite a hard one to reflect on given you've moved in and your whole relationship with everyone is is within that but Mm. um that can come with its own kind of problems I guess for some people being so pushed together particularly if you are more of a a a social butterfly type person Mm. um has that been different for you kind of spending a lot of your time with the same people rather than having those opportunities to go out and and speak to as many people as you might want to I guess you're just forced to adapt I think and again I am incredibly lucky that we are all so we all gel so nicely in this house and we've all been very very patient with each other and we respect each other's space and we are we encourage each other when we can notice they're feeling down so we have been very uh, very lucky and believe it or not normally you'd think okay house of house of four girls they've probably been bickering all year but uh, actually we didn't have a single argument for the whole of the whole of this year so it's it's worked out all right <laughs> we're just you're harboring harboring <laughs> side just not admitting it to ourselves um, wait until january <laughs> yeah. right we're allowed out of the house now oh, <laughs> um, I... yeah i think we were just we were just all forced to adapt and um just be very as, as chill as possible just let things slide that maybe maybe that would have wound you up a lot more before because you know if, if you are gonna argue there's no way you can go so just try and just try and suck it up and get along for as uh, as long as you can and be as be as pleasant a person as you can to your housemates as well I think it, it, we've said it already haven't we it's, it's those conversations and setting boundaries and understanding what what might affect some people and, and not necessarily as much others but um I think to to kind of come back to um the 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 work the efforts the the achievement that you've got with the fundraising um that particular focus on on suicide prevention i think you you also mentioned kind of the the money going towards uh mind as well um if someone was kind of struggling or experiencing some of those thoughts or not feeling particularly great at the moment um are there certain places that you think would be really useful for them to go to or resources that you've kind of gradually been made aware of because I think we also kind of touched loosely on that earlier and you said oh I've picked up these ideas and, and seen this but we didn't really speak about what they were so 
um be interesting to hear if there are resources or services that you you found out about yeah absolutely so i guess mind has been probably my focus as um i i would look quite often on their uh, suicide prevention resources um but from a you know a personal perspective if you are looking for support they have an online peer support community called i think it's called side by side where you can you can log on and you can listen to other people but you can also be heard as well so that's an opportunity to share to realize that you are not alone in your struggles uh, and that people will listen to you and people yeah people are going through the same thing or similar variations of that and it's a really good open honest space for you to just speak your mind where it is completely judgment free so that that's um kind of one area but actually just coming on twitter for the very first time for this fundraiser sorry i sound like such a a twitter noob right now but i am absolutely blown away by the kind of mental health support community so for me this is the first time i've come onto twitter and just you know checking out some of these hashtags like mental health awareness suicide prevention you just meet loads of incredible people who are all united in their mission to improve mental health awareness and to prevent suicide so i you know i've i've met so many people over the last few weeks who i can even see chatting to each other and whether or not they've ever met each other in real life i don't know but mm. it, there's a there's a huge support community uh, on on twitter as well um so yeah online <laughs> if you can't speak to your friends and family which you know hopefully i, I hopefully you can do and i'm i'm sure it's it's a hell of a lot less scary than it's it's built up in your head if you can't speak to them then go online and there are just so many people there i think it's it's really nice to hear kind of someone speak about the different uh, platforms not quite the right word but yeah the different platforms and different channels that those conversations can ca- can happen in as well it's mm. um you mentioned side by side which i think is like peer to peer as well isn't mm-hmm. it so that opportunity to kind of be in a safe environment and co-share stories and experiences and Mm. hear what services are available within that but not necessarily be kind of receiving information it's it's a shared experience Mm. and I think um it's always nice to hear kind of bits and snippets from those as well um and like you say yeah online online platforms twitter I think is a a great place there are times when it's not always perfect but I think yeah. there's some awesome conversations yeah. and I think like you say that you can find some really passionate individuals that um will listen will will tell you about what their experience is but also people like yourself that are um involved in particular campaigns and and you can kind of find out information through those sometimes as well it's a bit more of a uh maybe like a friendly introduction to some some conversations as well if you feel you're you're not sure about or you're apprehensive about introducing kind of mental health or or suicide prevention as, as a conversation topic campaigns like yours are a great way to to introduce that in a maybe a more friendly way to your your social circle to talk about someone that you've seen doing some fundraising or a call cool activity you've seen mm. and then lead into why are they doing that mm-hmm. that can be for lack of a better word that can be the excuse Mm-hmm. for introducing this to your your support circle yeah um so i think it fulfills a really valuable sp- space a really valuable tool mm. um as well um if people did want to t- kind of find out a little bit more about yourself Kerry, the fundraising that you've done 
um, or, or even donate, um, how could they do that and where can they do that? So the best place to have a look for well the whole story really so when I when I first started up to you know all the all the updates as I was going along on my cycle uh, and then also to my just giving page um is my twitter page so it's kerry cycles nude and that's kerry with an i um I don't know why my parents decided to spell it a completely different way to the rest of the world but yeah no I'm kerry with an i cycles nude uh, and you can find pretty much the whole fundraising story on there awesome well we'll definitely include um a link in the kind of the, the show notes and a direct link as well to the fundraiser. How long is the fundraiser? Oh, I think you may have dropped out. Or maybe I've dropped out. Oh, I'm back. Oh, we're back. <laughs> we're so glad. We were so glad. <laughs> like a half a second. Um, so, yeah, I think <laughs> just... Uh, <laughs> I think the la- the last time it dropped out, it was almost at exactly the same stage where we were just about to do the boys. Um, so yeah, it include links to to obviously your Twitter, but um, we have like a link over to the fundraiser as well. Is that up for a few more weeks, or is there a date that kind of the fundraising is up until? So I am just going to leave it open. Actually, I think as long as I, I I don't know how long this story story will be circulating for. Um, I'm still getting some follow requests from people over the other side of the world so I feel like it's still being talked about so yeah as as long as people are still interested in the story I will just keep that fundraiser open because Mind uh, and and all mental health charities need all they can get at the moment so that's but yeah I'll I'll be leaving it open. Awesome Uh, I think you've done the cycle in the cold it deserves to stay open a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, a little bit a little bit longer maybe some more donations i don't know because yeah it was so cold <laughs> oh dear awesome thank you so much for coming on and for kind of giving us a bit of an insight into yourself and the campaign and i think really interesting to to hear your story and to um as we said before actually shine a light on people that wouldn't sort of identify as being uh diagnosed or having that lived experience of mental health is really important and I think really good to see that um, you're not just talking like you're out there you, you say you're doing you've done um, you've done the cycle you're raising the funds and I think that's really important so uh, a big thank you for what you're doing as well yeah first, yeah thank you very much for having me it's um yeah, it's been a really incredible experience the last few weeks and you know meeting so many people meeting yourself as well um yeah so hopefully we can carry on taking this forward uh, and I'm feeling really optimistic These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. So I told everything and her face dropped. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds. And the suicidal thoughts were bad. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. And I don't think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are.
not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. 